Street Photography Magazine podcast, episode number 64, the best street photographers and articles of 2019. Hello and welcome back to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, along with our editor, Ashley Hunsberger. Ashley, how is your 2020 going so far this year? Eight days strong. Eight days. <laughs> We're recording this At early. Time of recording, <laughs> yes. Yeah, eight days. I'm always blowing it on the on the revealing the recording dates thing, aren't I? Oh, that's okay. Just to give you a little background, in case you're not a subscriber to, uh, to Street Photography Magazine, and if you're not, time to sign up. But uh, enough with the commercial. Um, every month, <laughs> Street Photography Magazine publishes six articles. We curate the content for you. We make sure we have good stuff for you every month. Looking back at 2019, I can say we've had a lot of really good content. Um, but in every issue, we have a featured photographer, and that person is chosen by us. And we're usually booked out six to nine months in advance. We put one of their photos on the cover. We conduct an interview with them, which you can play through the magazine. And we include several of their photographs in the article. And we always choose somebody that we think you, the reader, can learn from. And uh, so we do that. We also have a standing article every month that includes uh, photographs submitted by members of the community. We choose six photos every month, and they keep getting better and better. In the last episode of our podcast, we chose our favorite images for the year from that group. And then we also publish several articles every month, and these are on a wide variety of topics. They can be personal projects that the that the uh, writers are doing. It can be uh, original content that we create. It can be tutorials, sometimes gear articles, not too often, uh, which gives us a real wide variety of content uh, in the magazine. So why do I bring all this up? Well, we're looking back at 2019, and in this show, we are choosing our favorite uh, articles of the month and uh, our favorite uh, featured photographer of the month. And Ashley, why don't you tell, tell us how this works? Yeah, so we're going to start with our favorite article, and um, that could be... Like you said, it could be a personal project, it could be a how-to, it could be something something that someone submitted to the magazine and we published. So we're going to choose a favorite article from 2019, and we might talk about our second favorites too, our honorable mentions. And then we'll go on to our, fa our favorite featured photographers, which are, as you mentioned, the ones we choose to be our uh, cover artist and have an audio interview with. Yeah, and I have to say, we're, we're only choosing articles written by others, not ourselves. Mm -hmm. If not, I would choose one that Ashley wrote called The Conica and the Ghost Cat. Was that this year? <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe know it was last year. Okay. All right. Ashley's an excellent writer, by the way. Anything you see with her name on it, you have to read. Uh, she's very creative. Though I apologize if it's too lengthy. <laughs> okay. 
I do get carried away. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. Long content is good. But anyway, we're not yeah, we're not talking about that today. We're talking no. about other people. No, because work. Bob had some excellent articles in this uh, this year as well that I really enjoyed. Oh well, thank you. As a lot of photographers know, it's hard to write. Um, but uh, Ashley's a good writer, very good writer. And as a lot of writers know, it's hard to photograph. <laughs> yeah, luckily you're married to a photographer, so that helps. Yeah, see, this is, I'm cheating, actually, because I'm okay at writing, and my husband's really good at photos, so sometimes I just steal his photos, and voila. Aha, so those weren't <laughs> yours. All right, well, let's get started here. So where are we going to start? Okay, so favorite article. Yes, tell us your favorite article. And by the way, just like with the Street Shooters of the Month show that you probably heard a couple of weeks ago, um, we made these choices on our own, never discussed it until this morning. And so there's sometimes some surprises in order. So go ahead, tell us your choice. Okay, so like we were just talking about, it's so hard to find that uh, balance where you have excellent photographs, good writing, good story. And I think a really good example of that this year we had was the article by Andy Hahn called Doing the Most. Um, I just loved this article. It's called Doing the Most, but he calls it a story of healing through an odd little hobby, which I love. <laughs> and basically, he met this group of people um, who ride tricked out motorized bicycles in L.A. And... He made friends with them and spent several years photographing what they do. And it's such an interesting story. Um, the photos are wonderful, amazing. You can tell that he's just gotten close to this group of people and he's now able to photograph them kind of unnoticed as an observer on the side. And then the lessons that he took from his story were, were really beautiful too. Um, so before I go any further, what was your favorite article, Bob? Well, my favorite was from the June issue, and it's called Doing the Most by Andy Hahn. No way. No way. Yeah, no way. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I chose the same article, but maybe for different reasons. Actually, we talked about this before. This morning, we just realized that we both chose the same article, and instead of Picking another one, we thought, well, let's just talk about our own impressions about the same article. Tell us your take. Okay, so I really liked that Andy, basically what he took from this, first of all, the story of how he met these people was so interesting. He basically just heard them cruising down the road and met them and took photos of them and made friends with them. Um but basically, let me see. I, I want to quote this properly. Uh, Andy describes himself as a dumb, squeaky white boy originally from the suburbs. <laughs> and I quote, I'm not saying that about Andy. He said that about himself. <laughs> and so basically, uh, he met these motorized bike crews. And they're all African-American. They have cool nicknames. And... They basically just took him in and were happy to have him with them. And so his lesson or moral of the story that he, the conclusion that he came to was that perhaps all the racial problems that's always in the media 
aren't as terrible as they're made out to be, and that we really can be close friends with people from different backgrounds, with different interests, with uh, different upbringings. And I just thought that was such a cool moral of the story. The story itself is amazing. The bikes are amazing. Um, I also loved that Andy, when he took portraits of his new friends, he made them seem really tough, even though he says they're not as tough as they would like their image to be, which was just really sweet. So the whole thing to me was just fascinating, excellent photographs, um, really good story. And great writing. Andy says that he's a photographer first and a writer third, but I really liked his writing. What is he second? I don't know. He didn't specify. We'll have to reach out and ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Bob, so I talked so much about that. No, I, I'm glad you did. I, you, you do. You do have a completely different take on it than I do. I like Andy's work a lot. He does very long-term projects like this one. He, he did one... His office is close to Hollywood Boulevard, so he did a story over many years. Matter of fact, one of your favorite photos from last year, from the Street Shooters of the Month, was oh, was yes. one of Andy's, which came from his other story. He did one on Hollywood Boulevard. A lot of quirky yeah. people down there, and he shot for years and years, and he wanted to publish a book. You know, it's hard getting a book published. And he eventually self-published it, which uh, we have an article about it on the website. We should maybe include a link to it in the show notes yeah. of this. Uh, very That's well done, idea. you know, and he, he is an excellent writer. But uh, you know what I like about this? There's, there's several things, some of them personal. First of all, he takes us to a place most of us are never going to go, which is, you mm -hmm. know, the mark of a really good story. When I choose a book to read, I always like to read about some place you know whether it's made up or it's real where i'll probably never go or, or never been and this is a place where most of us aren't going to go i mean hey, I'm, a, I'm a white guy from the suburbs and if i was east la or, or wherever this is and i saw some of these guys walking down the street with their jackets on i'd, I'd probably be scared but <laughs> you know so he takes us inside this culture this this subculture in la something we probably never knew about and yeah. let's just get to know the people and what they do and their passions and, and the photographs are just first rate. He does such nice work. He has many, many photographs in the story. So we had to choose from lots of photos to put in here. And uh, I think we chose some of the best ones. I don't know when you, when you go back and look things over a second time, you have different opinions, but uh so he does take us there. One thing that jumped out at me about it is at the same time, I, I had just, I built a bike. I built a motorized bike. Uh, you did? Yes, I did. I built, uh, I guess I never told you this. Uh, you know, I moved to a place that's really hilly. I like to ride a bicycle. It's really hilly here and it's hard to ride very far because, I mean, these hills are steep and we're right next to the mountains, so it's really steep here. So I was having a hard time riding a bike, and I met a guy from from my hometown, and he had built an e-bike. So you have to put an electric motor on a bicycle, and it assists you climbing up hills. So I did the same thing last spring, 
right when I we got the story from Andy. I go, hey, this is really cool. Now, the, oh, wow. Yeah, these guys built uh, gas-powered bikes, but uh, mine's an e-bike. So, yeah, I ride it a lot. I think you can still trick it out if you want. Though, I could. I, 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 you need that two-stroke. <laughs> a, a lot of people do. But, but like this, uh, these guys are really talented. I mean, and they must be master welders yeah. or something. But uh, mine's pretty basic. So mine's a fat tire bike. So I ride it around the woods and things. But anyway, you know, who cares about that? <laughs> anyway, so it well, was you personal. Say that you would never, you would never be in the subculture. But if you move to LA, you just might, Bob. I probably would. I probably would. You know, I did see a group like this, a similar group to this in San Antonio, Texas, several years ago. We were there at Christmas time, and we were at an outdoor bar, and all these guys started riding up in these wacky bicycles. You know, and they're dressed in Santa suits and things. I mean, some of them are made out of wood. And they do this every year. So, wow. again, a little subculture. I don't live in San Antonio. Otherwise, maybe I'd do a story on them. You can start your own e-bike gang. In your, uh, I'm in trying your to. I'm trying to. <laughs> but it's a small town. But, yeah, so it you know it jumped out at me from, from that perspective. And, again, I always I liked Andy's work, and the writing is, is first rate. But, again, it was really hard to choose because... Uh, there were so many good articles this year or last year. That's my take on it. Yeah, great work, Andy. Great story, great photos. I think that's probably why it made it as our both of our favorites because it's the perfect mix. Yeah. Good photos, good writing. Mm -hmm. Good variety in the photos, too. Yes. There's images of the bikes. There's images that are portraits. There's images of groups of people. Um, you don't feel like you're looking at the same image over and over. Yeah, as a documentary piece, he did a great job of covering different aspects. Like you said, some single portraits, group shots, close-up. Yeah, the stuff did real nice work. Okay, so maybe we can move on to our honorable mentions then. Yeah, tell me about, do you have an honorable mention? Yes. So another article this year that I absolutely loved um, is called There's No Place Like Home for Street Photography by Deborah Cole. And I should probably preface this with, uh, this is probably one of my favorite articles because it's something that I've struggled with. Um, as you know, like when we started working on this magazine, I lived in South America and everything around me was fascinating. And then after being back in suburban Florida for a couple years, I, it's easy for me to feel uninspired here. And Deborah talked about that. She talked about how she had, she was a landscape photographer. So she's got her, all her gear, which she lugs around to Nepal and India and Africa and all around the world and takes these landscape photos, but never feels like they're good enough. Doesn't feel like she can, there's anything worth photographing in her hometown um, in Texas. And then she did a workshop with Valerie Harveen. I always want to say her name like Spanish, but she's not Spanish. That's right. <laughs> she's French. Jardin. Jardin. Yeah, yes. well, you can say it better than I can. No, yeah. that no, I can't speak. Yeah, French. yeah. She, she went to Valerie's workshop, <laughs> which is yes, and she was liberated by the all the photographers walking around Paris with their mirrorless cameras. And so she took this approach back to her hometown 
and she got a Fuji X-T3 and started finding inspiration at home. And so I just thought this was such a good article for anyone um, who's doing street photography. There, I know there's a lot of street photographers out there that do find beautiful things to photograph right at home, right outside their door. But I know there's a lot of photographers like myself who feel somewhat uninspired by the things that you've seen a million times for however many years. So I think it's a great article to help overcome that. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, and she said that um, one quote from her article that I really liked, she said, as is often the case, the acres of diamonds are in our own backyard. Yeah, very well written. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned Deborah. She's a very active me- member of our Facebook group. And this last year, she went to all these places. Uh, I can't even rattle them all off. She's just traveled the world, basically. And this mm-hmm. year in the Facebook group, she posted a, she put a post up that said, "Tell me where I should go this year." And I'm like totally jealous, you know, that she can <laughs> she can do this. And so I made a I made a uh, an honest recommendation. I said Cleveland, Ohio, and I mean it. So I think she's going to put it on her list. Oh, nice. Uh, if she does, maybe I'll go up there and show her around. Yeah. If you're listening to this, Deborah, I was. I was serious about that comment. <laughs> so, yeah, she's from uh, Austin, I believe. So looks yeah. looks like Austin. Yeah, I think it was Austin. And that was one one more thing I'll mention is that to find inspiration, she started looking up locations, events, happenings in her own area and visiting those things. And I think that's a great idea too. Um, find local events and go to them. And I, I think that could really help you find inspiration in your hometown, wherever that might be. Now, I didn't really come prepared with my own honorable mention, but I have one anyway. Okay. And it is uh, an article from actually the same issue, the June 2019 issue that Andy was in. It was almost a transportation issue in, in some way. <laughs> and it's an article by Carl Diedolf, uh, who later became one of our feature photographers uh, later in the year. But he, uh, Carl travels a lot and, uh, you know, around the country and around the world in, in his job. And he did an article, I think it was over a couple of years, at the Bonneville Salt Flats in, um, in Utah. And very interesting photos. Uh, he, he's a very talented photographer. And interesting story about people that that uh, go to the Bonneville Salt Flats and test cars and drive cars. And and it's a really nasty place. You know, you're in salt and it cakes all over everything and it's hot. And uh, he happened to submit the article at about the same time that Andy did. So we put them together because they were both about transportation in some way and just an excellent article so i recommend that as well he's uh he's a really good portrait photographer so he did a lot of portraits of some very interesting people in some interesting situations in a very strange unworldly place yeah now that you mention it bob both of those articles have kind of like a mad max feel to them yes they they? do good point but in very different ways yes that's a great choice for for a favorite article. Again, this was a really good story with some really beautiful photographs. 
All right, drum roll, our featured photographer of the month. And they're all really good, hard to choose. Mm-hmm. So who's your selection? Okay, this was so tough. There are so many things about each featured photographer we had this year that I just loved. Um, but I ended up choosing um, Julia Dean uh, because she is just a, such a great teacher, great person, very interesting history with photography. Um, and also I found it so interesting. Uh, she wrote a book called The Last Apprentice. So she was Bernice Abbott's last apprentice. And hearing about Bernice Abbott and everything she did was amazing as well. Um, her work, Julia's own personal work, create, helping to create the LACP, um, her workshops, the projects she does with the collective um, out there are, was just amazing. And I really took a lot of lessons from her, but I think the big one that I took was the importance of always having a personal project to work on that that inspires you, something that you feel eager to work on. Um, so I just felt that I got a lot of gems from her, and she had some great stories to tell. So that's why I chose Julia Dean. I like that. Good choice. Yeah, Julia's amazing. Just amazing. She knows everybody, too. So... And my choice, again, it was very tough. And you, you make an excellent point because they're all good. I mean, everybody who's been featured this year, really, ever ever since we started the magazine, are really good. And like I said, we try to choose people who uh, our readers can learn something from. And I think, personally, for us, we're choosing people who we learn something from or touches us personally in some way. And I knew the Bernice Abbott thing really was important to you. Um, So my choice this year is uh, Greg Burnett. And uh, Greg was our feature photographer in our July issue. Uh, Greg, he's from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. That might have something to do with it. I don't think so, though. (laughs) But uh, I met Greg through Craig Litton, who was a feature photographer a few years ago. Craig is a longtime photojournalist, just an, an amazing photographer. He and Craig are personal friends, and I, and I actually met Craig in person. I rarely spend time talking to any of our featured people before we interview them. I do that on purpose because I like to be fresh, but I actually I met Craig in person. We hung out together a bit at the Miami Festival in uh, 2018, and uh, Craig Litton had been bugging me for probably a year or so that, you know, we've got to take a look at at uh, Greg, and uh, uh, I'm glad he did. He, well, first of all, Greg is a hoot. Uh, Craig is too, by the way. Greg and Craig, that's, that's <laughs> they both are. But uh, personally, he's he's hilarious. He's gregarious. He's very positive. Uh, he travels a ton. He happens to be married to uh, his wife works for a major airline, so he's able to go to Paris for a weekend, you know, or London. And we went to Cuba one weekend. Things like that. And he's also a master wedding photographer. And he applies his street skills to his wedding photography. Um, and probably a little bit of the wedding story telling to his uh, street photography. But he, he shoots a ton. He shoots almost always in black and white. I don't even know if I've seen color photos from him. Maybe I have. But he's a funny guy. And uh, 
you know, he's someone you could sit down with a beer and talk to him all night about this stuff, uh, which was, I think our interview with him was a lot like that in a, in a way. Yeah, that's what I remember about most about talking with Greg is that it was so laid back and it just felt like we were chatting with an old yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would have happened even if I hadn't met him in person. Well, just personally, I mean, at an early age, my parents, and I've talked about this before, they they got Life magazine and Look magazine. And as a kid, I grew up looking at those magazines, the black and white photographs by uh, many famous photographers, uh, one being... Uh, w. Eugene Smith, a uh, great photojournalist and great photographer. And they, they had kind of a common style in a way. And uh, those photos are just burned into my brain. And when I look through a lot of Craig's work, it's all black and white, it takes me back to that. And so it, it really awoke things in my memories that I hadn't thought about in a long time. And it's just good quality work. He, he's really good at, at capturing the moment, obviously, street photographer, but uh, in, in very unique ways. And I think one thing about the article that uh, I think I, I don't know if we both selected photos or I just selected photos, but I could have done a better job selecting from his portfolio. As I go through the portfolio, I, I saw a lot of real gems in there that we should have included in the article. Not Not that we didn't include good photos. I did. I mean, personally, I learned a lot from him about his own approach and his work ethic and uh, his ability to edit his own work so that only the really good ones are are available. And I'm going to include a link to his personal portfolio, portfolio in this article so you can uh, look at it. And I encourage you to take your time to do that. And Julia Deans as well, by the way. So that that's my selection. I don't know any anything about... Uh, but Greg, you think I might have missed? No, I, I think you're spot on there. And definitely his his work, uh, I would agree with you. I feel like it's very uh, timeless, very classic. Yes. Everything he does, which is really cool. Really cool. And it, and that applies to his wedding work, too. I, I recommend mm-hmm. you look at it. It's good. He's like one of the top wedding photographers in, in Ohio or in that, that part of the country. And, and it shows. Yeah. So, Ashley, so another another year in the books. Anything, any final thoughts before we go? I don't think so. I d- this year was, uh, this past year, 2019, was a really good year for the magazine. I feel we, like we had some really amazing photographers and really interesting projects in the in the magazine. And so I'm looking forward to 2020, see what we see what we have. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> a couple months, we'll be celebrating our seventh anniversary. And, uh, you know, it just keeps getting better and better. And, you know, our readers make it easy on us. They send in these articles and uh, upload these photos that are just just very good and uh, quite an education and a, and a joy to be to be dealing with. So, everyone, thank you for everything. Thank you for a great 2019. And like Ashley said, we look forward to 2020. 